This morning on the third hour of today, summer double trouble, heat and sharks. When we could see a break from these brutal temperatures as swimmers trying to stay cool are forced out of the water and more shark sightings. Then she's a household name. We'll go behind the brand Stacy's Pita Chips and introduce you to Stacy herself. What she told Jill about her new creation and her advice for other entrepreneurs. And it's our summer clutter clean. We're tidying up in the kitchen with some genius ways to make the most of your space. Like the bottle trick that won't leave you hanging. That's all ahead today, Monday, July 25th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of today. I'm Chanel and we have our cousins helping out all week. We have Jill Martin and Jacob Soberoff keeping morning. us company. Good morning to both of you guys. Good morning. You it feels like summer, doesn't it? It does feel like summer, did even you? in the studio. It's even in the studio, yes. So did you have a good weekend? We, we like to do weekends on Mondays. I did. Um, I had both my um, families in. My okay. brother got married over the pandemic on Zoom. Mm -hmm. oh, and wow. then I got Miles back together with my fiance and yes. the families had never met. So um, they was all Was this met. the first time? Well, we I thought we met, but it was on FaceTime okay. and you forget. Yeah. But um, I want to thank Open House. So I, when I was 40 years old, I'm now 46, I bought yep. my dream house. Yes, And Open yes, House yes. came out, which I love that oh show. Gosh, and featured the house. And I'm so proud oh of gosh. it energetically. Like it was, I saved since I was 15 and a half years old to buy my dream house. I was single at 40. From your I was MTV like, dance days all yeah, the way Yeah, my MTV bar mitzvah <laughs> dance days. This is like MTV Cribs, by it the way. It is. You know what? I'm so proud of it. You should be. You I saved up. I, yeah. I bought it myself. I thought, you know, at 40, I was like, I'm going to be single. I'm going to be happy. My whole family lived with me through the pandemic. And energetically, Girl. this house, like, held up and is like gorgeous always there for a good time well, so when very you're tired grateful. of it just call your cousins what about you guys <laughs> uh yeah i did have a good weekend we went to the beach so i was okay. here last week after the show we went right to the beach i think we got photos of so you brought your family in from la so they're all with Aww. you oh, there we are yeah so there's nicole there's lucia we went to the beach on friday night check out what that. happens when we go to the beach what happens next photo please okay Look at that. Our curly hair. That's the curly oh, hair. Oh, that's so cute. Do you blow out your hair? Yes, I do, Jill. Wait, I didn't know that. Come on, guys. Like with we a don't know how oh, This we... is how we go get around the beach, oh. by the way. That's Lucia. That's me giving her a little drag. Is that the best life? And that's getting... Barnett, my that's college awesome. roommate. Here we go. Instant up. replay. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'll do a blow dry from time to time. I love that. How long does it take to do your hair? Oh, by the way, Chanel, what was your weekend? Like? <laughs> So, you know, I, this summer we're trying to split the kids up and do like girls weekends and the, my husband takes the guys like we're trying to kind of give them their own time. So this weekend was a dream come true for my boys. My husband took them to a Chelsea Arsenal uh, football game, what soccer oh. um, in Orlando. There was more than 61,000 people flocked to Orlando this weekend. This is almost like imagine the NFL going overseas and playing and all these folks who've watched him all these years were able to see him in person for my boys watching the Chelsea soccer team. It was just a granted they lost, but um, it was he took his dad, Aww. our cousin from Canada. So they all met in Orlando and had the and best. What did time, you guys so. do, the girls? We were in the pool, as you can see with <laughs> my hair, like all weekend. Uh, it was so delightful. Did you know the fellas what? come home with a bunch of swag? They came home with swag and they were exhausted, yeah. but it was good. The it pool's was good. a good place to be because there you it go. is just. It is so hot. In fact, a it's lot so of people hot. spent the weekend just trying to stay cool. And it wasn't easy all over the country. It's been brutally hot. And today, in fact, another 49 million people are waking up to heat alerts. So let's go to NBC's Jesse Kirsch. He's live in Philly. <laughs> Jesse, let's talk about the latest there. I mean, really coast to coast, how are people handling this heat? Good morning. 
Yeah, Chanel, it's been hot. I will say right now we are getting what feels like the first real breeze that we've had here going back several days. We've been here all weekend long and it finally feels a little bit OK, but you still have that humidity in the air and there have been record highs all over the place. Newark, New Jersey topped triple digits for five days in a row. So that's what's been going on uh, in the east. New York City had to shorten its triathlon. Boston postponed its. So that's what's going on on the east coast. Out west, we're looking at another dangerous fire. This time it's the Oak Fire in California, already forcing thousands to evacuate from their homes. And it is at this hour at 0% containment. So that is something we are watching closely, especially as it comes near Yosemite National Park. So that's what's going on in the west and out east over the weekend. We actually, believe it or not, saw people at the ballpark. And we brought a laser thermometer with us to Citizens Bank Park, where the Philadelphia Phillies were playing the Cubs yesterday afternoon. They only hit around 70% capacity for the day and we clocked in at around 100 degrees at home plate the artificial turf where the kids were playing wiffle ball before the game that clocked in closer to 160 degrees so it was hot out here jesse i know you're with one of nbc news's very finest dana roker he's your photographer out there he and i have pulled the same scam going to a baseball game and <laughs> to do a story reporting uh, so i'm not gonna let that one slide uh is there is there any relief Please tell me there's some relief for the heat coming. Yeah, we love Dana. By the way, it is so hot that I think even we weren't fully enjoying the baseball game because uh -huh. it is just that uh -huh. brutally warm so out here yesterday. I'm so sorry, There is guys. relief coming. Yeah, there, there's relief coming in the east, uh, but the Pacific Northwest now is getting hit, and today parts of Washington State, Jacob, could be seeing 100 15 degrees on the thermometer. Please don't send me there with the laser. Just take our word for it. Have fun the ball game tonight, guys. I love it. it again. Jesse Kirsch. Thank you, Jesse. The perks of the job. There are you go. You get to pick your location. Well, of course, the beach is one of the best places to get some relief from this heat. But this year, a lot of people are keeping a close eye on the water. And that's because, as we talk about uh, all the time, shark sightings are up. And there were even more this weekend. NBC's Kathy Park is live out of Rockaway Beach in Queens here in New York City, uh, where at one point, swimmers are actually told to get out of the water. Oh, wow. uh, hey, Kathy. Hey guys, good morning. Yeah, that happened briefly this morning, but the good news is the beach is back open for swimming, but it does come with a warning. Uh, officials are saying that swimmers are encouraged to be in the water only between the hours of 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. and with lifeguards present. And listen, experts say sharks just aren't that into us, but we are seeing more of them nearing the shores because conservation efforts appear to be working. Terrifying images of sharks this morning after nearly two dozen sightings off Cape Cod, some just 30 yards from shore. In Alabama and South Carolina, apparent sharks seen swimming just feet from the beach. And in California, surfers getting uncomfortably close to what appears to be a large shark. It's massive. Oh, my God. This following a rash of shark attacks off New York's Long Island. At least six people bitten in the last three weeks alone. We are joking about sharks, actually, and then uh, it got me. 16-year-old Max Haynes was surfing off Fire Island with a friend when he was attacked. Jaws clamping down on his foot, leaving a nasty gash. I felt on my foot like a bear trap just get me from below, and it's like hard. It felt like it broke my foot. Experts say the Long Island shark attacks may be explained by a nursery of sand tiger sharks just off the coast and a large school of bait fish they feed on.
The sharks mistake the people for uh, the food that they're after. New York's governor now ramping up the use of drones for shark surveillance. If we have a sighting or a potential sighting, we're able to pop that drone up in just a matter of minutes and then make a decision on whether or not we feel it's safe enough to open up the water. While sightings can be scary, experts say in most encounters, sharks often ignore us. We have footage of juvenile white sharks up to eight or nine feet long swimming right underneath surfers who never knew they were there. But many communities not taking any chances, launching extra measures to make sure it's safe to go in the water. And it's not just sharks shaking things up off the coast this summer. In Plymouth, Massachusetts this weekend, a humpback whale caught on camera, breaching the water and landing on a boat. Oh, oh. Authorities reporting there were thankfully no injuries. Now, if you do plan on getting into the water, a couple things to pass along to avoid any scary shark encounters. Try not to splash around too much. Don't flounder around because this could attract a shark thinking that you are wounded prey. Also, take off that jewelry when jumping into the water because uh, the light that reflects off that jewelry could be mistaken for fish scales. And lastly, this might be an obvious one, but don't go into the water if you have an open wound or if you are bleeding. But, you know, experts are saying that typically sharks are not attracted to humans blood and once again shark attacks are extremely rare and we are just not on their menu guys let's hope not yeah let's hope not I kathy thanks. thank you kathy <laughs> did you guys speaking of people who are uh not afraid of sharks did you guys see craig's instagram post i over know the craig's enjoying his time in Hilton Head. And look at this so craig is down in south carolina he had his own shark encounter that's crazy this guy caught the shark pulled the shark out of the water and then i think craig wrote that he threw the shark oh, they definitely the threw it back in yeah, yeah they, they threw it back in, in. But, look, but at look at that. I was going to say it's cute. Well, it's funny because, you know, Craig was saying before he had, you know, we were talking about, we were like, all oh, these people find sharks in the water. What are the odds? And then they go down there and boom. Right yeah. away. It's crazy. My, almost, my wife saw that. Sorry, go ahead, Jim. Oh, no, I was going to say Eric was the person who caught the fish. Yes. To give him yes. credit because it wasn't Craig. Good job, Eric. My wife saw Eric's shirt and said, Grateful Dead. That's a Grateful Dead shirt on that guy. Nicole didn't even care about the shark. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at his t shirt. Anyway, my Craig, goodness. Be yeah, be careful. All right, coming up in today's checklist, Dr. Natalie Azar is here to talk about long COVID. This, if you know anybody with long COVID, it is a challenge. We're gonna yeah. talk about the symptoms, who is at risk and why it's so hard to understand. That's a good one. And then later in Motivational Monday, a runner you have to see to believe. The reason she put it in reverse and in her incredible accomplishment. There's a story here. She's not just doing this for fun. <laughs> we'll be right back. You love me. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. When slayed creatures return to the land of the living, it's up to a band of unlikely heroes to re-slay them. Welcome to the Re-Slayer's Take. 
From the fantasy world of Critical Role, join Jasmine Bular, Jasmine Chung, Jasper Cartwright, and Caroline Lux alongside us, Game Masters Nick Williams and George Primavera, in a tabletop role-playing audio adventure using Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Adventure awaits in the Re-Slayer's Take. New episodes drop weekly on Mondays wherever you stream your podcasts. This morning in our continuing series, Today's Checklist, a medical mystery that has perplexed researchers and doctors for the past two years, long COVID. Oh man, it sure has. That's COVID symptoms that persist for months, sometimes even years after the first infection. It's actually now the subject of numerous studies mm. and a congressional inquiry so, we, inquiry. so we brought our expert, Dr. Natalie Azar, to walk us through what we know and what we don't. Good morning, Dr. Nat. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, good to see you. So, congressional inquiry, very, very serious. Yeah. What is it about long COVID that has got all this attention on it from, from our elected leaders? So here's the thing. But even before we talk about the exact definition, I just want to make a, a point that I think is really important. We've talked a lot about coronavirus being a novel virus, which it was. Long COVID is not a novel situation, though, because it does have a lot of resemblance to something called chronic fatigue syndrome, which we will talk about. So I think it's just important for people to understand that this is the first time we've had so many millions of people experiencing this kind of situation. Okay. So according to the CDC, and by the way, there's no globally expect, um, uh, accepted definition of long COVID, but it's symptoms that last typically for one month or longer after the onset of your illness. No alternative diagnosis. So of course, you have to rule other things out. Um, the symptoms can go away and then come back. A lot of people don't I've even have some of the symptoms early on and then five months later develop things. Um, the cause is unknown, and we have here immune response, which is a little bit of a catch-all, Jacob, because experts are trying to figure out so much what's going on. Is there a persistent virus there? Is there a persistent triggering of the immune system? Is there organ damage? There's a whole like immune milieu that's happening that, that researchers are studying, but we don't have one unifying explanation for why people experience the symptoms. Yeah, bottom line, we're not sure exactly what it is quite yet. No, but to my, my first point, this is the first time that the entire research community, global world community and funding has been focused on this, something that CFS patients have been longing for for decades. And now we finally hear, but it's not going to be overnight that we're going to get all the answers. All right. All right so you, you mentioned symptoms. Yes. So like I had COVID two weeks ago, still feeling it, tired. We were talking in the studio. Yes. Six months, somebody can't taste or smell. Right. What's the difference between having after effects and how long does it like quantify long COVID. Right. So I think I think one of the biggest messages that I want to get across to people is that not all long COVID is the same. Sometimes people can have what I would refer to as a long tail, meaning you lost your sense of smell and six months later, a year later, you still don't have it, but everything else is okay. That's long COVID, but it's not the kind of syndromic fatigue that we that I'm referring to with chronic fatigue syndrome. So what are the more common symptoms? Well, it's extreme fatigue, but this doesn't even do it justice. This is like can't get out of bed, right. used to be able to run, can't do that anymore. Anymore. Some patients just present with persistent shortness of breath. They can present with heart rate and blood pressure dysregulation, COVID brain, the fog, the cognitive fogginess, headaches, and then all these unusual things, pain, rash, menstrual changes, GI, we didn't even have it on there, GI symptoms. So you can see how heterogeneous it is, right? Some patients present, again, with just the neurological stuff, and some patients present just with pain. So it's a mixed bag, which makes it harder to study. Right, so much and treat, of course. So I have a question because I know people who are in their 20s who are suffering 
suffering from yes. long COVID, and I know people who are in their 40s and 50s who are right. having problems. So are there any risk factors for people who may get hit so hard? Right. So I think the, the biggest challenge and the thing that has scared anyone who's otherwise healthy is yeah. going, am I going to get COVID and not just have the sniffles, but end up unable to get out of yes. it? Yes. The answer is we don't know who that person is. It's mm. hard to recognize who that's going to happen to. But what we do know is that people who initially have severe symptoms, maybe they're hospitalized, they're in the ICU, they're intubated, they have underlying health conditions, which means they're going to have more severe illness, tend to have more like long kinds of symptoms and take longer to recover, maybe more long-term impairment. Mm -hmm. And obviously vaccination, because vaccination reduces viral load. So if yeah. you have less viral load, you have less of that, of that you know, insult from the virus. Okay, so finally, yes. then is there a definitive diagnosis or what are the treatments for, for long COVID? No validated test. Okay. So there's no checkbox on your you know, Quest Diagnostics form, unfortunately, but it is a clinical diagnosis. Okay. The etiology, as I mentioned, unknown but an area of active research right now. There are no specific treatments, meaning I have long COVID, you're gonna get this you know, cocktail, but we treat the specific symptoms. So patients who have persistent shortness of breath, you know, they do pulmonary rehab. Mm -hmm. Patients who have the heart rate, blood pressure thing, that's called dysautonomia. There's treatment for that, there's treatment for pain. So it's right now, it's very much a holistic approach. There's tons of trials in the country right now. As Jacob was mentioning, a lot of funding efforts are going into this, but it's frustrating for the patients who are suffering because it doesn't mean an immediate immediate you know, yeah. intervention that's going to help them today, but we're getting there. I feel like as a society, we've kind of, not, not that we're lax, but we're like, oh, I'm vaccinated, we'll wear a mask, we'll be okay. But oh, then when you hear lax. stories like this, yeah. right. you realize we're not out of this. I remember very early <laughs> in the pandemic when I was like, you know, I'm not afraid of, God forbid, dying. I'm afraid of long COVID because we started seeing it early. And I know mm. a lot about this condition, so it, it was like, that's the thing I want to try right. to avoid be careful. if I can. Yeah, yeah. Thank you good. for making it understandable because there's yeah. so much unknown. As always, good. yeah, thanks, Dr. Now. Always scary right. to not know the answers. Uh, uh, thank you for being here. And for more information on long COVID, head to today.com slash health. All right. Just ahead, it is Motivational Monday. We are going to introduce you to a woman who found a path forward by running backwards. The reason she does it and why it's earned the attention of a Hollywood icon. And then later, Jill meets the Stacey behind <laughs> Stacey's pita chips. Tell her I love the cinnamon sugar. Oh, yeah. uh, and finds out how she's trying to shake up the snack game again. <laughs> we'll be right back. This morning in our series, Motivational Monday, an incredible woman who refused to give up doing what she loves. When her passion for running was nearly taken away, she found her own unique way to keep moving full steam ahead. For many people, running is as simple as putting one foot in front of the other. For Justine Galloway, the best path forward is in reverse, as in running backwards. People always call me show off, and they always say um, you're running the wrong way, which I've heard plenty of times. Justine has been running all her life, mainly forwards, inspired by her dad, Jim. My dad actually ran his first marathon the year I was born, New York City Marathon. When I was growing up, he would be training for marathons, and when he would finish his marathon, I'd run around the block with him. What is it about running that you love? One is the connection to my dad, and I just, I saw when it got taken away from him, it's like everyone can run. A Parkinson's diagnosis ended her dad's running career, but it jump-started hers. I continued to run. I ran through high school, kind of. He lived vicariously through me. 
When Justine's father passed away in 2010, she found solace in the sport and would go on to complete nine marathons. But at 31 years old, while running her third Boston Marathon, she started to feel something strange. I got to mile 18 and was just feeling really off. Two weeks later, I took a fall. And then right after that, my running significantly changed. When you first realized, like, wait a minute, I can't do what I love, what did that feel like? It was really difficult. My left leg wouldn't listen to my brain. It was like my left leg was a piece of wood and it wouldn't move with my body. And so it would either stay up in the air or go to the side and it just wouldn't plant when I wanted it to plant and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Justine saw multiple orthopedic specialists and neurologists. She finally got an answer two years later focal dystonia. Writers can get it who all of a sudden can't write. Musicians, pianists who can't play a song they've always played their whole life will get it. Through physical therapy, Justine found that running backwards was painless. She sprinted into this new chapter, training with a running club and friends who would spot her. In the process, she earned two Guinness World Records for running a half marathon backwards. Well, here I was running backwards a half marathon with my brother and my sister and doing what I love. Justine then decided to try the seemingly impossible, complete the New York City Marathon. I can't even imagine. How do you do the New York City Marathon backwards? It was amazing, it was phenomenal running. Arizona, it was the coolest thing ever to see 50,000 people running after you. She ran for the Michael J. Fox Foundation in honor of her dad. And then this monumental moment, the actors spotted her during the race. First, I thought maybe it was my brother because I was like, okay, I'm just going to lean on to you. And then I realized it was Michael J. Fox. And he, you know, gave me encouragement to move on. Running has taken a whole new meaning for Justine. She no longer runs for time, but instead for fun. So it sounds like you're not going to seek treatment. No. My dad being in and out of hospitals, I just wanted a diagnosis, so I knew it was what I could name it, and then I wanted to continue with my life. Changing course allowed Justine not only to conquer new milestones, but find a new way to continue looking ahead. Keep trying and keep going forward and keep moving. Like, don't let anything stop you, and nothing is impossible. All right, well, next Thanks. up for Justine, a half marathon in November, and she plans to, uh, to run the New York City Marathon and even complete a half Ironman. Like, when she said she was running back, I have the chills talking about it, running backwards and looking at all the faces in the marathon of the people running behind her. I can't even her. imagine. What so a legend. Cool. I know. If you ever need motivation for a pivot, watch that story. Yep, and you talked about this, and we had someone in last week where it was something happened to him, he lost his arm. In a wakeboarding accident. Yes, and then he just pivoted. It is a second chapter. I mean, just very, very inspirational and yeah. very, very cool. Yep. Amazing. All right, All right well, coming Monday. up, there is a good chance you've snacked on her chips. Talking about amazing women, <laughs> we'll go behind the brand Stacy's Pita Chips with Stacy herself to find out how she stumbled into the idea and her new creation. Then, our new series, Right Up Chanel's Alley. Mm -hmm. Summer Clutter Clean, how to maximize your kitchen space like the hanging bottle hack that will totally revamp Ooh. your beer game. <laughs> we'll be right back. I need that.
This one's going to make you hungry. Mm. This right. morning in our series, Behind the Brand, the woman who is the name in pita chips. Mm. Her creations are on store shelves everywhere, and now the Stacy behind Stacy's chips is diving into something new. Measuring success is like the mission, the culture, and the revenue, right? So the mission is you get to do the right thing. The culture is you get to have fun doing it. And then the revenue is what you have to do in order to do number one and number two. Stacy Madison has been through it all. Married, divorced, had two kids on my own, um, breast cancer, yeah, a lot of blips along the way. You know, I think as part of that journey, you really have to be, you have to be prepared. But Stacy's journey started with the chips. How does one get into pita chips? The pita chip company originally started on a food cart in downtown Boston, serving um, healthy sandwiches on pita bread. We always had this excess inventory, baked them up and into different flavored pita chips and gave them away for free to people standing in line. So Stacy started cooking up those pita chips in her sister's catering kitchen. There was no such thing as a pita chip factory, so we had to just get creative and build the machines and do all of that on our own. Back in the 90s, she and her then-husband focused all their attention on the chips, getting on shelves one local grocery store at a time. What started as a snack to keep customers happy while they waited in line for their sandwiches became Stacy's Pita Chips and in 2005, sold to Frito-Lay for millions of dollars. When I say that, what goes through your mind? I saw you smirk a little bit, but that must be in your wildest dreams. And that was my, you know, my firstborn in a sense. So, still very rewarding to see, you know, it on the shelf and to see how the company has grown. And Stacy isn't done. Wanting a place for health food foodies like herself to come together, she opened Stacy's Juice Bar near her hometown in Massachusetts. When the pandemic hit, though, she was forced to close the shop after just seven years. But it was at the juice bar, thanks again to extra inventory, that she came up with her latest idea, Be Bold Bars, a refrigerated snack made with ingredients like nut butters, chocolate chips, chia seeds and oats. When you find a great product like that, like the product finds you almost. I think it's an interesting nuance that you have created the brand so that it is not next to all of the other bars. It's in a, literally, uh, a lane of its own. The refrigerated piece of it is a hurdle because it's different distribution, it's different shelf space. Yes, we could have put stuff in it and gone into the bar aisle. That's not what we're about. And in order to get the word out there, this time around, she's taken to TikTok. It's a whole new ball game when you step outside of that bar aisle. And um, it's a whole new ball game now with social media. I mean, look, you saw my TikTok. And throughout all her food ventures, Stacy's made it a family affair. Her twin daughters are now 18 years old. They don't think I'm the coolest at all. <laughs> impressed when I went viral though. What advice would you give other women or moms out there who are in a position where they want to do something but might feel a little stuck? When you get into a pool of cold water, you know, some people have two methods, right? You're gonna tiptoe to the edge and you're gonna get in slowly a little bit at a time. And then others, they're like, you know what? Just gonna jump. And sometimes you jump. Have to jump. <laughs>
Sometimes you just have to jump. You it's know true. what? That's the shortest way sometimes, mm -hmm. and you have to take the leap. But we all tried them. What do you think? What do you I mean? like them. Delicious. They're dense. Like it's that's it tastes like you'll be satisfied for a while. Right. Those. It's yeah. filling. And yeah. you know what I like to do? I freeze them and then crumble them over yogurt or mm. ice cream, just like for a little extra something. Joe cool. Martin, ladies and gentlemen. That's so <laughs> good. I haven't eaten Stacey's pita chips, but I just never really thought about the woman behind the name. You right. know what I mean? It's so like, these segments are good. You get to see who's behind it. Stacey, who handed them out because it was extra inventory for people waiting for her sandwiches. You never know where the big idea is going to come That's from. That's good stuff. All right, just ahead, you have a small kitchen? No problem. <laughs> How to declutter and make the most of every inch of space you have. We'll be right back. Hi, Elena. I love that. Listen up, true crime fans. There's a big murder trial underway. Dateline is launching a new podcast with Andrea Canning. Welcome to Dateline True Crime Weekly. We'll cover breaking crime news around the country with the best reporters on the case, NBC News analysts, and Dateline producers on the ground. Break it down for us. You'll just get behind-the-scenes scoops from crime scenes to courtrooms. So tell us what he said. Listen to that Dateline is, is True Crime Weekly now and catch new episodes every Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the True Crime Original. All right, guys, this morning we're kicking off a new series, a new series to simplify and declutter all areas of your life. And who doesn't need that? We are calling it Summer Clutter Clean, and we're starting in the heart of every house. The kitchen. So here with solutions to tidy up your space is Chef Elena Besser. Elena, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Can't Great. complain. Uh, you're gonna feel so good once we clean up our kitchen. So we're gonna start off well, with the this. Stove top, I guess. Huh? Yes, the stove top. So in cooking and specifically in French cooking, there's a term called mise en place. And that means getting everything in its place so you're ready to go and you can find success in the kitchen. This is going to allow you to do that. So this is the stove shelf. It's magnetic. It pops right on top of oh, your stove Oh, this right top. here. Yes, so oh. this is removable. Oh. And you can store your herbs, your oils, your salt, pepper. So while you are cooking, you don't have to run to your pantry, grab those ingredients, and then come back and find your food burnt. It doesn't get too hot up here? <laughs> doesn't get too hot. What I would say, though, is just to be extra safe, make sure that when you put your spices up on here, you're working with glass or yeah. uh, wood containers rather than plastic. That makes sense. That's very call. smart. And then you have the cookware hanging above the stove. Yes, here. we do. So it's always important to maximize that wall space, and you can do it in a really chic and clever way. This comes in tons of different colors, too. This is the wall mount, and you can put all of your kitchen supplies on it. I like picking my most beautiful kitchen supplies, even my coffee mugs. I'll hang them on here. And the stuff that you are using the most often, you want to be able to see it. It, grab it quickly, and right. then you're going to free up a ton of space in all of right. your drawers. The rule in decluttering, if you don't see it, you're not going to wear so it. Exactly. It. It's so important. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. This is a Chanel special. <laughs> we did a whole story a on how her bottoms My don't have tops and her tops don't have bottoms. <laughs> oh, me too. So it's a disaster. It is a classic complaint for many people, and it is the most frustrating thing it in the is. kitchen. We're trying to use these to stay organized, but we have to keep them organized as well. So this is a pegboard that goes into your drawer. 
It has three different sections. So if you have a smaller drawer, you can just take one off. And then you essentially take these pegs, put them in based off of the size of your Tupperware put the lids together, all the different containers together. And this is and it. This is it. It'll yeah. keep it nice and clean right. and you can always That's adjust good. them accordingly. And you know what you taught me too? I have too many sets and the, this one doesn't match this one. Just get rid of the ones right. that don't work. Right. And, and they're all messy Stick with anyway. the ones you love and yep. that you, yep. you know, yep. less have, is more. Exactly. Yes. Less so is more. So we have a sink here, but there is a surprise inside. <laughs> wow. Show them, Vanna. Wow. Okay, so we all know those tension rods that we have for a shower curtain, for traditional curtains but we always end up not using that height under our sink so just take a tension rod Very put smart. it under your sink and hang all of those cleaning products, the bottles, the sprays, cool. and then you have tons more space you can utilize. And that's very smart because Fun, sometimes right? you go and buy something and you already have it. But if you you're don't right. see it, you're not going to know. That's exactly. True. So this is kind of cool to get more space in your utility drawer. Yes. It's so, almost like tension rod for your drawers. Yes, exactly. So these are bamboo drawer dividers. They also come in tons of different materials cool. if bamboo isn't your thing. And what's great about these is they really provide you that organization that you need in your kitchen. So it's not just a hodgepodge in exactly. there. And yeah. what I like to do to take it a step further, I'll take a little a label maker or a piece of tape, label exactly what's going in there. So when the family is helping out unloading the dishes, they can read exactly where That's that good. whisk is supposed to go. I love, I love me a label <laughs> maker. Me too. I can label anything. Heat touch. All right, so Jacob said this is up his alley for yes. ginger ale. Yes, for ginger ale. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, like it, I like to keep it simple. My house, it's beer, so what? Perfect. This is really fun, and it actually looks very visually pleasing to you. So this is the bottle loft. What you're going to do is you're going to pull back this sticky piece right on here and you're going to stick it to the roof of your oh, refrigerator okay. and then it has these fabulous magnets underneath so any bottle that you have will stick right on top and you can create so much more space under that shelf to slide things in like butter or any other you know drinks that you have because well, you're using very the smart exactly we're utilizing all yeah, the cool. height and the sticker's really sticky right it'll stay. oh it'll super, go. Sticky. Yeah, okay. super super sticky this, this is awesome. awesome this is awesome Elena thank yeah. you so thank you Elena pleasure thank mm -hmm. you yeah. Everyone. Really great to see you guys. If you want to shop these products and more, head to today.com slash shop. I know you're getting the uh -huh. yeah. and like, me too. I, she's eyeing yeah, it. The I ginger see. Oil, the ginger ale. And <laughs> tomorrow we're going to be cleaning up our beauty routine, showing you how to stay organized and what you should keep and what you should talk. Happy decluttering. But first, just to have the stories that had people clicking on today.com, like a little debate over airplane etiquette. Ooh. We'll be right back. We are back with another edition, edition of This Is Today, where we highlight some of the top trending stories on today.com. And here to show us what's causing some serious buzz is today Digital Director Ariana Davis. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, I love guys. This. So these are good. Let's start with the first one. So for the past couple of weeks, obviously, we've been talking about, you know, the challenges with flying, you know, all over the place. But there's this hot topic now where people are talking about airline etiquette. Yes. And eating etiquette. Eating etiquette <laughs> on a plane. Thought? Our what's latest food etiquette column asked Mr. Manners, the, our reader wrote in and said she feels like etiquette is just worse than ever on planes. And he basically confirmed, given COVID and budget cuts on planes, we're no longer getting that, like, five-star service. So people are just bringing fast food and basically anything that they can grab at the airport on a plane. And a lot of people are side-eyeing them, and they're, they're not super happy about that, like, what, smelly like meal. Funky oh, yeah, mess. funky yep. foods, yeah, mess. So he basically gave us some tips. He said, be aware if you don't want to be that person. Maybe don't pick the smelliest food. Try to, <laughs> try to eat quickly. Be aware of the space around you. But you're not really going to get that five-star service on a plane anymore. Why are you laughing? I don't know, because I'm the smelly food. Person. Yeah, I was about to say, that would be you. He's 
he's like, oh, these are, don't worry, these are like nuts from Tahiti. No, we're like a tuna fish sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so from eating to drinking, many wonder if they drink enough water. And this next article. We're in a heat advisory in many places across the country right now, so there are different, we we interviewed registered dietitian Samantha Cassidy, and she says that everyone thinks you should be drinking eight glasses of water a day, which is a good rule of thumb, but technically speaking, for women, you should be aiming for more like 93 fluid ounces a day instead of 64. Ooh, for cool. men, you should aim for more like 125 fluid ounces. That's a lot of water. I was on a panel with Joy, and she said to drink the ounces of half your body weight. So I weigh 140. That's 70 ounces. So that makes sense to me. So that my, yeah. would range year to year. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up and down, up and down. If you need a little help, you so can get one of those bottles that like help you measure, or you can download a free water tracker, and that'll help you make sure you're staying hydrated. So right. is this the solution to just make it fancy? We got. Or? We brought. I want to make sure that you guys are all hydrated. Yeah. So we brought a little right. water out. Thank you. Thank this you. This is how Chanel drinks water. Yeah, exactly. Every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very refreshing yeah. water, yeah. I have yeah. to say. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what's, what's up next? The gym? Yeah, the gym. So if you don't want to work out, I heard this. I got to get this right. Not it's bad. called Blogilates. Yes. What's so Blogilates? Our readers love this. I'm going to hand this Give to you while I do that. I am going to show you guys this viral workout by Blogilates founder um, Cassie Ho. She basically, it's a 13 minute workout. Okay. You can do it sitting or standing. Okay. You don't need any weights. And you literally feel the burn. It is an actual, like, intense workout. Stephanie oh. Mansour tried it out for us. You gonna do it? Yeah, I mean, you can literally, there's a few different exercises. You can do the palm back pushes. Okay. You can do the walnut crusher or the triangle push. But the tip, the whole thing with this workout is that you're literally never bringing your arms down. You're keeping them up uh. the whole time for 13 minutes. And as you can feel after a few seconds, yeah. you your arms start to get the burn. eating a smelly sandwich. While eating a, yeah, <laughs> right, in your na- right up next to your neighbor. Why do, they, exactly. why do they call it Blogilates? Blogilates is the founder. She just has her own workout brand. And so she is like, she's the one who posted this workout. Yeah. Blog plus Pilates. Got yes. it. Got Blog it. Pilates. Okay, so this, oh, sorry, this last one's really important. We got to get, oh wait, do you have one more? Oh no, there's two more. No, go. go. Okay. <laughs> How to be happy alone. Oh, yes. We shouldn't be surprised that so many people clicked on this. Yeah, yeah actually oh. we did this story because we sat, this is one of those things that people are Googling all the time. A lot of people want tips on how to battle loneliness or how to be happier, just more content by yourself. So we, we interviewed a few different experts who gave us some tips, including spending time with an animal. I personally love my dog, so I think that's a great one. Going outside in nature and just getting some of that outdoor loveliness when you're outside. And then also not comparing yourself too much to people on social media. That can go a long way with finding a little bit more of a content vibe when you're just by yourself. You know what Jay Shetty told me when my engagement broke up? He said, take yourself on a date. Shut off your phone, get dressed up, and take yourself on a date. And it was empowering to sit at a dinner, like a fancy dinner by myself. And I felt like that made me happy. So that was a really good advice. I'm a big fan of the do not disturb airplane mode when you're by yourself. Just yeah. like unplug. Just yeah. even for like 30 minutes. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Thank you These so much. Great. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you. Enjoy the water. Oh, thank you. Thank One you. down, like 89 yeah. more to go. All right, for more, head to today.com or you can sign up for our new This Is Today newsletter by scanning the code right there on your screen. You'll get the latest in news, pop culture, and more right to your email every single morning. Cheers. We'll be right Cheers. back. We'll be right back. And I love your cover. Why am I doing this? We're doing Blogilates. Doing there you go. Join us in Blogilates. Don't my arms look skinnier? <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, okay. the third hour of today's show superstar. Today's show superstar. WWE superstar Roman Reigns live. And coming up on Hoda and Jenna, home cleaning hacks from a TikToker with more than 5 million views. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great Monday. All right, I'm, I'm finishing. 13 minutes.